Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. Surrey, cancel. Surrey, stop. I call her Surrey. Oh, this is my new one. She doesn't know that you say it in a Boston accent? Surrey. Hey, Surrey. Surrey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not from Boston. Obviously not, not. not. Not from Boston. Do you like apples, though? I like apples. Me too. You know, sugar bee apples? I never thought I'd have a favorite apple. I always thought it was horse shit. That there's 20 different fucking apples at the grocery store. Uh-huh. Grocery store. The grocers? <laughs> yeah. At the grocers? But sugar bee apples. So slam. Can't say I've ever had one. I generally don't eat apples in Texas because they're dog shit here. And uh, if you go to the Northeast and eat an apple, that's a fucking apple, man. It's not all gritty and nasty. I haven't looked up the history of sugar bee. I actually they probably haven't been around name. very long. You know, Thomas Jefferson had some fucking list of like all of his favorite apples. And none of them exist anymore? <laughs> Nuh-uh. Yeah, not a single one of them. It's kind of like how uh, bananas are the same banana, just cloned over and over again. <laughs> is that the TV? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I felt like I was, in my mind, I was like, <laughs> Is she watching Xena out there? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you watch this week? This walk, this walk, are we to devil? This a walk, are we to devil? Is it with the? Is it what? No, here's the deal. I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna quit playing around. It's it's game time. Uh, this <laughs> this is really serious. The things I watched the past three days. Sorry, sorry. This is serious. Um, no, it's funny. She answered to that. Now that I think about it. Anyway, I watched Devil. We talked about it. Yeah, we did talk about. it. I saw it. Produced by M Night. Oh, who directed that? I, I didn't get to look into it. Oh. I just, I confirmed that M. Night produced. Oh, I always thought he directed it. That's no, weird. we were off, but it had okay. that vibe. You know, it had his, uh, like his, he definitely uh, felt, yeah, he felt his, uh, when you were watching Devil. Felt slide inside you a little bit? Just a little. Just the tip. M. Night! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely felt the night. It was good. I still like it. I'll, I'll watch it again again. Feeling of the night. <laughs> uh, good movie. Not like that one deserved a ton of attention, but I didn't hear about that movie when it came out. It was good. I saw it on a streaming service like a couple years later. That was the first time I watched it. There was some spooky shit in there. It was creepy at times. And I love the concept of that like trapped situation. It was good. And had those go. the little clever details, little clever M. Night droppings everywhere. His droppings? Yeah. His droppings while he fucks you? Yeah, the breadcrumb in it. <laughs> 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 no, and then I watched... Uh, I know we're still in the Halloween phase. We we have one show that isn't Halloween oriented. Mm-hmm. So or horror or I'd been watching a lot of horrors and thrillers. I watched a comedy and I watched one because it was a new one. The Peacock original. Actually, no, it's just streaming exclusively on Peacock, but like written, directed, produced, starring BJ Novak. What was that called? Vengeance. We looked at it the other night and then I was like, not horror. And I we fucking moved on. See, so that's the thing. It's funny. It's on Peacock. It says comedy. It's a Bloomhouse production. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Weird, huh? Yeah, a little bit. It starts, the opening scene is BJ Novak and John Mayer. <laughs> That's weird. So weird. Single guys I guess in New he's York. friends with all those comedians and stuff like that. I, You know, yeah, I think he's in with all of them. Yeah, he for sure is. He was at Bob Saget's memorial thing, and apparently he's like best friends with Bob Saget. You had told me that. John Stamos was being like kind of... He was my friend, better friends with me, kind of. There was a lot of buzz going around the internet that he was, you know, on it. He seemed like he was on drugs. Yeah. That's all that I read was, oh, what what's he on? Tell me this guy's not on something. And I saw so many clips of like what he was saying, just the way yeah, he was like moving he was like in the background. Rubbing himself and shit. Oh yeah. I saw some massive like leg motion at one point. But vengeance. I will recommend vengeance to people. I'm gonna watch it. It was something refreshing. Yeah, we're still in October. We know you're in the future, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the end of October for us. Great movie. I want to say very well done movie. You can't take it completely serious the whole time, but it's got the comedy. It's got some drama. It, it's a guy who's he's a writer for the New Yorker. 
and he likes to date fuck around a lot he didn't never has a serious relationship one of his one night stands maybe he dated her a couple times you know well saw her a couple times she dies oh okay. the family calls her to texas because according to everyone he's the boyfriend <laughs> Oh, so you've got this kind of that is interesting. Yeah, this kind of uppity dude who's like a writer. I haven't seen people nail Texans in rural areas like this movie did. The only thing I've really been impressed by was mm -hmm. True Detective. The first season of True Detective nails East Texas and like Louisiana so well. We'll see, and that's on the serious side. Yeah, so you're taking a lighter touch to it. This is like, I've been to a family get, like, there's like a little... You well, know, there they, was a, what was that Steve Zahn movie? Paris, Texas? Yes. Yeah. I that was pretty good. It was. was so good. this is, it's nice. If you're from Texas or very familiar with Texas, you'll recognize a lot of these little things. And I don't want to get into it. It's just, it's, sometimes it's about the little things. Or somebody was here or somebody researched it very well. They just really... Well, he did, right? He wrote, directed, and starred in it, right? Yeah, but I'm assuming... There's always others. Is he from here? It, I doubt it. You doubt it? I doubt it. <laughs> because of characters he's played and other things? I just... I mean, it's hard to say. He might have gone to UT or something like that. Are you looking it up? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just do it. Massachusetts. We were just comedy talking about people. Boston. Yeah, yeah. Comedy people. It's funny. Baston. It's <laughs> <laughs> talking about Baston. Anyway, Vengeance. Good movie. I chuckled. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, I had to look up the guy, the other guy who was in it, because I know him from, like, Narcos. Like, that's all that I know him from. And, and uh, what's the one, Midnight? See, I knew it. I was going to stick to just Narcos. <laughs> Only prepared materials. I know. I know. I'd been doing so well. Boyd Hallbrook, the Predator, Logan. Oh, that's not the same as the Narcos guy? <laughs> Only so, so many, many faces. faces. It you is know, the Predator. Oh, I, before I forget, Kelly was telling me that uh, she always thinks Thomas Jane and Aaron Eckhart are the mentalist. Who's the mentalist? He kind of could fit in that. Not as much as them. Not as much as the uh, the other descendants of Christopher Lambert. <laughs> oh, that fucking guy. Simon Baker. Yeah, she always confuses him with them. I thought that was really interesting. I wouldn't do that. But <laughs> my uh, wife has uh, white people face blindness, <laughs> despite being white herself. She thinks uh, all uh, blonde men look exactly the same. And uh, <laughs> well, one other thing I have to say is they did point out the fact that one of the six flags over Texas is the Confederate flag. It's called the Confederate flag. It's the flag of the Confederate States of America. That's fucked up. Is it still open? Did you look? Six Flags is, of course, still a fucking thing. Well, yeah, of course. And it's a Texas company. My entire life, I've never known that one of the Six Flags is the flag of the Confederate States of America. Where is it? Like Lubbock or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I actually learned about it. I guess I never really knew what it was growing up. Like it's on Galveston Island. <laughs> well, no, that's the, the Do you know what the Six Flags over Texas are? No. The six countries that have owned Texas. Oh. Six Flags over Texas. So guess what one of those countries that owned Texas was? The Confederacy. Yeah. Yes. So when you go to a Six Flags theme park. So they're just trying to be historically accurate? Is yes. that what you're saying? Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not asking to erase all of history, but it just seems odd that one of the flags of the Six Flags over Texas, it makes perfect sense. And I feel like a jackass being from here. I never knew that. But it's the way that they do it in this movie is just one of the things that made it so great. And that's why I could really appreciate Vengeance. That's great. Definitely recommend Vengeance. Okay. Yeah, when I roll out of my horror. Do it. Because I was trying to stick with new, but I just didn't feel horror that night. I feel like uh, I have, it's only been three days since we talked. So I only watched one movie. But what I would like to get before Halloween is done. I want to get a Japanese movie in. Mm -hmm. Maybe one from the 70s, 80s oh. horror movie. Something I haven't seen. Problem is, there's not a lot of that left for me to explore, which is kind of a bummer. Man, and if you're looking for one you've never seen, you're just going to have to pick a rando. Worst case scenario, I'll rewatch House. Not the one with the zombie hand on the cover, but the mm -hmm. Japanese one. It's on HBO right now, I believe. Yeah, he had a pill problem, right? Oh, in the, the American one? I was talking about House where he's the medical. Oh, doctor. yeah, him too. <laughs> him too. <laughs> I'll edit that so it sounds like I got it. 
But then I watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. How was that? Holy fuck. A more original horror movie I have not seen in a very long time. Original story. Oh, you're going to love this movie, dude. I want to check it out. I saw that preview a long time ago before Nope. Not just that. And I feel like it fits with what we're doing today. You know me. I like college-age girl movies mm. that are fucked up. <laughs> like, that's my jam. High school, college-age, like, female lead stuff. For some reason, I love I love that shit. And uh, this was the best of them, maybe. Really? Man, it was so good. And they You're nailed... ready to make that statement. This is not a generation of people that I understand necessarily, but I saw it done so well that I found everyone relatable. I really, uh, just the the craziness of it was really impressive because I really didn't know how it was going to go down or what was going to happen. I've never played that game. I was curious, and now I'm just really excited to watch it soon. So everyone knows it dropped in price on Amazon. It's not $20 anymore, so... worth every fucking penny. Sweet. Every penny. Almost rented another movie after that, but then I was like, let's just take that win. And on a high note, no reason to fuck that up. I don't think I would have fucked it up, but no need to watch another movie tonight. Let's watch some shit. And then we just went back to watching Scream Queens. And (laughs) I love it. Solid, reliable. Yeah, it would suck to go from bodies, bodies, bodies to Paradise Hills. Oh, no. Weirdly, one of our most listened to episodes. Yeah. Maybe it's an Emma Roberts thing. I think people are like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Kind of like the special. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh my God, that guy watched that. I mean, if you're ever curious, just check out the cover of the special. Yeah. It's on Peacock now, too. And still on Amazon. (laughs) That surprised the shit out of me when we're scrolling and it's like, oh, there's this special on Peacock. It feels weird that it's on Peacock. You know, when you told me about it, I felt like it had lived on Amazon Prime for a long time, probably. For a long time. So just the fact that I saw it, we talked about it, and I'm then all of a sure sudden it's on a different platform. I tried to get you to watch that, and you started it. I, I think did. it was two years before we started this podcast. <laughs> and it was the second episode we did. So it still lives there. Like the mom from Texas Chainsaw Massacre holding that fucking house down. Uh, as soon as you said the mom, I was like, from what? From what? From what? <laughs> What's he going to say? What direction is it going? Uh, anything else? That was really it. Yeah. I, I have... Uh, got some more Scream Queens in there. Got your TV fix. I did. And uh, for this, since today we're doing Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which it may be one of my all-time favorite movies, having rewatched it this time. Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> I also watched a nice clip of the uh, first season of Buffy last night, just to just to keep going. Got you some SMG, some Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah, you know, in high school when that show came out, I was like, "That's not Buffy the Vampire Slayer." <laughs> I know, I refused. I, uh, refused. I came around eventually. One of my coworkers at the video store got me to watch. The, she was like, "You'll like it." She was like, "You love Firefly, just watch it." And I was like, "I'll do it," but I'm not watching Angel. And I never did. I've mentioned it before. I was a Dawson's Charmed guy for a minute, and that was about it on the WB. No, I, I couldn't. I, I fell off Dawson's Creek pretty quickly. And then uh, I watched it here and there when it was on. And and I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? It's really hard to say or hear Dawson's Creek without hearing the Paula Cole slowly Did it pop in. into your head? It's so strong. I feel like it was in something I watched recently, too. It might have been Scream Queens. People love to use that song. Like, the one. She has a, she has a few... It has an effect. Definitely has more than a few. I'm not knocking Paula Cole. She did her thing. She did. She did. My mom used to say, I don't want to shave. (laughs) (laughs) It was mesmerizing. She would sing it along with the song in the car. (laughs) She'd say, I I don't want to shave till my armpits grow over. (laughs) Was that the first music video where a female had hairy armpits? Probably not. But why does everybody know that? Is that just the staple of that video? I think when we were kids, we were just like, oh, shit. It's like people making a big deal about Sinead O'Connor having a shaved head. Like, that doesn't seem weird to me at all or anything worth pointing out. At the time, I guess it was. Bjork videos were weirder than that. Oh, my God. That one where she's like pulling pearls through her nipple holes. That's (laughs) fucking. Was it? That was at the beginning of a David Lynch movie. Like, they played it in Dobie Theater at the beginning of Mulholland Drive, and I was fucking scarred. Well, I feel like even Beavis and Butthead has an episode where there was a Bjork video. I, I think, yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. Have you watched any of the new Beavis and Butthead? No. No, not yet. It's I'm on a, Paramount, right? I believe so, because that's what the movie was on. And I watched the new movie. When it comes up. I'm trying to get through the last 
two fucking years of these other two streaming services. I know. I want to watch so many things I haven't seen. I'm like, how much sleep do you really need to function? Not a lot. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm pretty proving that every day. I just, fuck, I want to watch more. But you watch this on Peacock, right? Peacock. Because I watched my Blu-ray. <laughs> my 25th anniversary Blu-ray of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that I never opened. And I think it's uh, probably 30 years old now. That's awesome. I just know I walked past it in a discount bin and I was like, yeah. You know, the movie is 30 years old. 92. I remember it. Yeah. Okay. So, it's a 92. Yeah. The so, movie's 30. So I bought that five years ago and never opened it because uh, it's probably somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I watched it. I want to say I may have watched it with Kelly like when we first met. But didn't you say it was sealed? It was it, sealed. Oh, it was sealed. I, I mean, I've just seen the movie oh, since buying that Blu-ray. Gotcha. Possibly. I have not. This was the first time I've seen this movie. I would say 15, 20 years. Really? Really. Wow. I watched this a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, when I was a kid, I watched this so much. That's why it didn't surprise me that it was all there. Not good special features on this one. Kind of a bummer. <laughs> 25th anniversary Blu-ray my ass. Yeah, sometimes those special features, it's like the DVD. I forgot it was a real stretch. Sometimes when we're doing these, I'm like, man, it'd be really nice to have all those special features. But it's no Criterion Collection. <laughs> you know? Or have you ever seen that Avatar Collector's Edition Blu-ray? Oh, no. I hours. have uh, I, hours. I know that the best one I have is the Evil Dead 2 one has so many commentary tracks. The Avatar, I believe, has three different cuts from James Cameron. See, I don't care for that. The king of epic movies. Did you ever see the the scenes from The Abyss that weren't in the major motion picture? Were movies? they good? Or were they just dumb shit? It's so much backstory on why the beings are reacting to human behavior. That would be helpful. Dude, there is a tidal... I don't know if that makes it better, though. There's a tidal wave sequence. They were going to attack. I could be interested in that. I'll say no more. Mm. If you can find it, check it out. This was three minutes of, uh, look, we have Luke Perry in this movie that they had from (laughs) behind the scenes. Look, Luke Perry's in this movie. Damn it, Buffy Blu-ray... Collector's edition, because, special edition. Well, for the most part, everyone Director's in cut? this movie—it's just the cut. It's the one. There's only one. No deleted scenes. Nothing. All the TV spots with uh-huh. the voiceover. <laughs> Buffy was a normal teen. Also, that guy who did all those movie trailers, action movies in particular, the, the narrated voice? the featurette on the Blu-ray. And it was fucking inappropriate. <laughs> was it overkill? Yeah, it was like that's really intense for <laughs> what you ha- what you're showing us right now. Because it was like the girls hanging out, and uh, they never really talk to the camera. Chrissy Swanson does here mm-hmm. and there, but uh, Luke Perry is the primary focus of the featurette because apparently he was shooting nine hundred two one zero during the day and shooting this movie at night. Working hard. Biggest thing in this movie, despite the fact that there are so many people in this movie. But give us a summary. I was just about to check out something else like while you were talking and then I got caught. I felt like I, I was like, wait. Yeah, wait. I had Responsibilities? To put, I, I had to put that away real quick. I was like, wait, I was just going to peek at some shit. You caught me. <laughs> you know, what even the fuck was I looking at? There we go. Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> High school senior Buffy <laughs> Summers. <laughs> His name was Wheezy and he sat in the corner. He used to tell a good story, but every now and then you'd have to let him have one of his coffin fits. If you tried to stop him in the middle, he'd shit himself. <laughs> it's all right, folks. Tonight, I think we just got a squirt of pee. Please, Lord, make me a bird so I can fly far, far, far away from you. <laughs> okay, I'm good. I started sweating. That's how bad I choked there. Damn, yeah. son. Gravity bunk. Played by Christy Swanson, high school senior Buffy Summer's primary concerns are cheerleading, planning the senior dance, and shopping with her rich, elitist friends. But when she's approached after cheerleading practice by a man calling himself Merrick, played by Donald Sutherland, who claims she is the chosen one, the slayer, destined to kill vampires, and says as a watcher, it is his duty to guide and train her, Buffy initially rejects the call of destiny. She wasn't feeling it at first. Why but, would you? <laughs> an old man finds you after cheerleading practice? <laughs> God. 
Yeah, right. Strange, I was in MASH. Stranger danger. <laughs> I was in MASH. I was in Animal House. Displaying heightened senses, agility, endurance, and menstrual cramps when vamps are near. After a few successful patrols hunting vampires, she's soon drawn into conflict with Vampire King Lothos, played by Rutger Hauer, and his acolyte Amlin, played by Pee Wee Herman himself, Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens. Was this before this the- This was uh, after he gets out of jail. That was after jail? Mm-hmm. I wondered, but I didn't have Second time to Second movie check. after jail. Uh, first was Batman Returns. So glad they gave him a chance for this. Yeah. Thanks, Tim Burton. Thank you. Getting him back in the game. Plus, <laughs> this is unbeatable. This is his finest moment. Yeah. Even don't... better than hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> After running into Buffy and her snooty friends, Pike, played by Luke Perry, and his friend Benny, played by David Arquette, are out drinking when Benny is attacked and turned by Pee Wee. That was some shit. <laughs> Pike tries to leave town, but ends up drawn into Buffy's battle himself. Lothos zeroes in on the Slayer as his army of vampires grows, culminating in a showdown at the senior dance. And I do think uh, that makes it sound more serious than it is, because this in Heather's felt very similar to me. <laughs> also, watching this movie made me want to watch Near Dark. What the fuck was Near Dark? Was that a Bill Paxton, uh, Lance Hendrickson... Uh, the guy who played the senator in the heroes that could fly in heroes. It's like they're like a traveling biker gang of uh, vampires. No. The look on your face is amazing. This has come back to you now, huh? I, I Man, Near Dark is good. I think I know what you're talking about. You know what's about. funny is right after I watched this movie, I looked for Near Dark. It's fucking nowhere. Nah. A Blu-ray copy costs $39. Mm. It is on some weird Amazon channel, though. But you can't even run it on Amazon. No, man. That's not, that's like that. What was it? The peanut butter experiment? Oh, yeah. The peanut butter solution. Solution. Yeah. We, yeah, we looked that up. <laughs> Something we about We mentioned PD. in the uh, Return to Oz episode that yeah. traumatized the shit out of No, I of got us. the same feeling. Up there with Lost Boys to me. Okay. Now find the movie where they're in like a desert scenario <laughs> and somehow they generate like it's they're like fucking with like i feel like teens or kids again and this guy makes this kid think that ants are crawling all over his hand and then they're gone i don't know what that is if you know what that is please let uh, us let us know at the last video store clerks on instagram at last clerks on twitter there you go hard to remember that's that's very vague but if you can remember that one that's intense i want to say it was a little sci-fi maybe a little post-apocalyptic vibe going on Uh, somebody's ruling peoples you know ruling the peoples um and they bring somebody into their little hq or command center and to intimidate them they put their hand over this light i want to say and like it's fine and then all of a sudden there's all these ants and they're like ah and then the ants are gone dune and there's, it, it was almost like the maggots in Lost Boys. You know, it's just a trick of the mind. But this was a little more oh, all right. computer generated, but like 80s, <laughs> maybe early 90s. Like Lawnmower Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Lawnmower Man. We should watch that one someday. But Buffy, this movie, as a kid, everything in this fucking movie was so cool. Oh my God, I wanted that fucking jacket. The that letter he gives her. Oh, that oh, was the, the coolest one. fucking. And my leather jacket now kind of looks uh, like that one. This time I was like shoulder pads. Huh. Was that time? <laughs> Everything. The clothes. I am very attracted to women dressed like this in this era. A lot and of that hair. style is back now. So a lot of the things in that movie are out there right now. Coachella is big on Buffy wardrobe. <laughs> You're probably right about that. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid. Uh, and this came out. I saw this right when it was a new release. I didn't see it in the theater or anything like that. I remember those jorts she's wearing made me feel real funny when I was a kid. Plus, she's nipping the whole movie. The whole I was going to say, <laughs> as a kid, when this came out, I was, what, eight? So I didn't notice the nipping. You know, I, that wasn't my thought. When I watched it the first time a couple weeks ago, I was like, damn, they're, they're just making that so obvious. In the locker room scene, like when he comes up, there's a point where like she flashes it, and then it's just... The flannel over is conveniently laid just along the curve there. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> this was a b- big crush for me when I was a kid. And I think I'm more attracted to the character than anything else. And so when Sarah Michelle Geller became it, I was like, no. <laughs> I'm a huge Joss Whedon fan. I know. Other Joss Whedon fans. That's his baby. He took it somewhere else. It's great. Also, Joss Whedon kind of problematic at the moment or always was what's his name ray uh fisher from justice league kind of outed him for being 
a piece of shit to that, hit cast people. That's right. That's right. It sounds like I also read that he was not allowed to be alone with Michelle Trachtenberg. Really? Yeah. Which is another weird thing. But it could be he's just like, you know, it doesn't seem to come up all that often, but Stanley Kubrick fucked people up bad making <laughs> shit. Malcolm McDowell is like damn near blinded one eye. That kid from fucking The Shining has never been in anything again. When you're working with a creative personality. <laughs> I'm glad that's ending. But reading about this movie kind of makes me wonder if uh, some of that didn't originate here. It looks like this was the first time he... Here, I'll just give you a little film history of it. Of course, written by Joss Whedon and directed by Fran Rubel Kazooie. I don't know if that's how it's spelled, but I like the way that sounds. <laughs> It's also the film debut of Hilary Swank and features Sasha Jensen, Paris Vaughn, Andrew Lowry from My Boyfriend's Back. Buffet. As soon as I... Not him. The other one. Is that the other one? The one she body slams in the hallway. That's, That's right. That's the guy from My Boyfriend's Back. Man, I get that... Sorry, I get it confused with Frankenweenie sometimes. I know. I know. I was just watching those a lot at the same time. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Long story. <laughs> Won't get into that. Natasha Gregson Wagner, who is Natalie Wood's daughter... She was in uh, Another Day in Paradise with James Woods, directed by the guy who directed Larry, kids. what was the name? Larry, Larry Clark. Larry Clark. Yeah. And uh, Stephen Root. I forgot he was in this. <laughs> After the script was acquired by Dolly Parton's production company, the film premiered to mixed reviews in 1992. This was Wheaton's first feature film. After years of TV writing jobs on Roseanne and Parenthood, the one-season series, not the movie, and for a bunch of uncredited script editing work. He actually did editing on Speed, Waterworld, and Twister. Wow. He's really good at story. Stories have to hit parts, and Buffy is a perfect hero's journey. Get your ass behind the line, Ortiz. The original idea that became this script was originally called Rhonda, the Immortal Waitress. And when it became Buffy... This was originally slated to star Alyssa Milano. However, being Whedon's first major writing credit, much of the creative decisions were overruled by the director, who was also a relatively green director. So who knows how much of that was studio stuff, how much they were shoving Luke Perry in there more. As well, the film's two veteran actors, Donald Sutherland, who rewrote a bunch of his fucking dialogue and Joss Whedon said it didn't make any sense at all. Is that what got left in the final cut, though? Was what? I don't know. It kind of seems like they they may have cut it up a little bit. Like maybe mixed or maybe it. she didn't know how to tell him. Uh, no. <laughs> and she was just like, we'll just shoot it and we'll cut it. We'll just cut around it. Old Kazooie? Old Kazooie. <laughs> <laughs> Rutger Hauer also, Whedon reported, was just generally difficult to work with. But uh, who knows? But to be fair, many of the creative... Things that he ended up having to compromise in this movie. They're in Buffy the series, which was very confusing to me as a teenager. They said that in the series that Buffy burned down her high school in L.A. Or that she burned down the gym, which apparently happened in the original version of the script. No way. And they bring it up in the TV show. But I remember being like, did they burn the gym down? And I guess he was just like, I'm going to treat this like that movie never happened. It's hard to do that when you're, especially when you're a kid and you grew up with something and then they make something out of it. Well, in Buffy the Vampire, the movie was a big deal. It was a big deal to it me. It was a big deal. For sure. No, oh, my circle at the time, we were all about Buffy. I convinced my sister to be her for Halloween and I would be a vampire just because I wanted in some way to do that. But I also didn't want to be Luke Perry to my sister being Buffy the Vampire. <laughs> you know. West Virginia. West Virginia. <laughs> I won a cakewalk that year. It was carrot. Also, uh, with just to say, uh, we know Christy Swanson was in a play about Donald Trump. I didn't know that till you told me today. It was like Obamagate or something like that. Great. Yeah. And you said she was in it with Dean Kane? With Dean Kane. Superman? Yeah, so not on Broadway. Of course. <laughs> Fucking hope not. <laughs> That'll be the day. God, Dean Kane too. Well, Dean Kane doesn't surprise me. You know, he's like a college football player before the Superman thing. Dean Kane doesn't surprise me at all. That's what I'm saying. Dean Kane doesn't. But Christy Swanson, I mean, I guess I didn't. I didn't know who she was. I guess that's why she wasn't in those psych movies. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, though. She was hot. One of my first crushes. The chase for sure. with Charlie Sheen. 
Yeah. You I know what's can- funny is the line in this where she says, All I want to do is graduate from high school, go to Europe, marry Christian Slater, and die. So that line was originally Charlie Sheen. No way. Yeah, and when I read it, the blogger was like, thankfully, it was changed away from Charlie Sheen. I was like, Charlie Sheen was fucking awesome then. Dude, he was killing it. Hot shots. Men hot at shots work. Two men at work. Oh, my God. I love that movie. <laughs> Oh, man. It's terrible. You know, I haven't seen Men at Work in years, years, years. I have. It's not going to hold up. Not Don't do it. (laughs) Remember what I have? Remember somebody ordering me pizza so I could watch it on a bed? But that was the time when Charlie Sheen was so fucking cool. But The Chase is a good movie. (laughs) I mean, not a good movie. Flea and Anthony Kiedis. (laughs) (laughs) Best cameos in a fucking movie ever by, like, rock stars. You might be right. And... I love a flea cameo, period. Oh, and also Henry fucking Rollins. Oh, yeah. He's a cop. <laughs> and who's his? Oh, it's not Newman. It's the guy who's like Newman. It's the Newman-esque guy. I know you're talking about like Newman. Yeah, yeah. very Newman-esque. Man, I'm going to have to give that a watch one of these days soon. Don't let the Newman-escans get you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, the chase was amazing. Um, You know, we we talked about Deadly Friend. Thinking back, we've talked about it before. I think that may have been one of my first horror movies that I watched. Really? You know, like watched and understood. I think that's why that the burnt guy under the covers freaked me out so much because I understood what they were saying was happening. Yeah, mine was Return to Oz. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking punk rollers. It was a staple of the early 90s for, I feel like, a certain age group. Yeah, this was really one of her first big roles. Before that, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, speaking part. Mm-hmm. She's in Pretty in Pink for a second, no lines. Yeah, there was... Uh, Did Deadly Friend come before this? Deadly Friend was old, man. Deadly Friend is like at the very beginning of her shit. Uh, what was Deadly Friend? Deadly Friend is... I still feel like it's like 89. Oh, it was definitely 80s. It's got to be the tail end of it, though, because she's 21 in Buffy. She's 21 in Buffy? Yeah, 2021. Okay, Deadly Friend, 86. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. But Ferris Bueller was two years before that. And then, oh, I thought it was the boy who could fly. I knew that she wasn't in that. It's the it's the guy from the boy who the, oh, the boy. I remember what she got in trouble for initially with the Trump stuff. Was she said that if they are going to take Trump out of a John Hughes movie, talking about Home Alone two, mm-hmm. that she should be removed from Ferris Bueller and Pretty in Pink in support of her president? Wow, Christy Swanson, you used to be hot. <laughs> whatever man. holy shit she was in hot shots weird that is weird she was in hot shots before she was in buffy the vampire slayer wow my goodness the program that was the other one that i had recognized last night college football movie latimer the big football guy the one who's like the big football guy he was Leatherface, and i believe the O three 3 texas chainsaw massacre oh yeah yeah that guy who just he's like one of those stacked tank of a dude what i did pay attention to with this movie a little more this time than i had previous times was the kind of change buffy goes through she starts off like alicia silverstone and clueless and then she ends up like hillary swank in the next karate kid it's very much the setup from (laughs) heathers except veronica and heathers is always pretty dark like even she wasn't fitting in with the heathers she She did but she was like the the heart Kind of. The less vapid. With her fucking monocle. <laughs> um, I think the last time I saw Heathers was when I said the name Heathers and Olympia was like, what's that? Holy shit. Yeah, so there we went. Did you watch it with her? Yeah. Okay, good. It was quite a few years ago then now. Right on. Good, good, good. No, man, I gotta, like, the shirt I'm, Christine, you gotta spread the word for the movies that should be known. Oh, for sure. Is that why you got that shirt? So you could make sure no one else would forget that John Carpenter's Christine. They the- got it for me after the Colorado trip since I got them to watch Christine. Did they like it? Or did they were they like, that's stupid. Let's make fun of Frank and get this shirt. I don't think they liked it the way we like it. It's hard to show somebody something that was beloved to you and have it hold up the way it was. I was very fortunate. You know, that's maybe why I'm married is because I showed Kelly Evil Dead and then she kept watching <laughs> all of the stuff after that. That's how you find the winners. And I was like, oh, you could hang. Yeah. <laughs> Not always, though. But her friends, they were all really good. Hillary Swank's first movie. It was great. And she was hilarious and Hil- terrible. Hillary Swank hot or not? In Buffy, yes. Just no. Oh, she's hot. Not my thing. I'm just saying. Hillary Swank is hot. 
<laughs> it's fine. People can think what they want. The last movie I saw her in was a weird one with uh, Negan. God, his real name escapes me right now, but you know what I mean. Jeffrey Dean Morris. Morgan. 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 Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, fuck. But uh, the girl with the perm in Buffy, she hasn't been in much, but what she was in is Troll 2. Really? <laughs> That's the one that ends up hooking up with Buffy's boyfriend, right? Yeah, not much yeah. before, not much after. I can't believe I let you do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Quality of filming that Buffy was. I expected a lot of continuity errors or issues. Not a ton. I was looking really hard just so I could kind of pick at something because I, I love the movie. I'll always love Buffy. But I was like, maybe there's something I can pick out a little bit. One thing kind of bothered me when uh, Pee Wee busts through the roof of the van while uh -huh. they're flying through the trees. This fucking light just appears from like the floorboard of the van, it looks like. And that was, bothered you? I did, did you notice, notice that it? too? Yeah, I did. I was like, is that to like. It didn't bother me. I knew exactly what happened there. They, they were wanted like, to. You can't see his. You can't see the arm yeah, unless we have this light. Because it's his favorite jacket. And I'm not going to lie, I hit Kill rewind. It a lot. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I hit rewind to watch it again. And then I hit rewind to watch it again. Oh, wow. I wanted to know, did they at least time the light? And it was timed very well. Automatic. All so right. you got to give it to them. Yeah, back then. Especially, it looks like that was really shot out. And I'm glad that you said the same thing that I was thinking. Because I'm like, that has to be it. You I noticed it, but I was arm. like, that is a black leather jacket. They had to be able to express that it landed and he flails it around mm -hmm. in the seat, just throws it over in the passenger side. Well, and, and then not so much a continuity thing, but I... The exterior gym shot. What is that? Yeah, that was weird. We're in a warehouse district. And this was clearly like on a set somewhere. It was all concrete. And then there's fence posts. Like there's a couple cars, but like no lines. Then there's like fence posts and what looks like a uh, stained concrete floor. <laughs> Probably a studio lot or something <laughs> yeah. like that. It's just how much detail did not go into the ground. <laughs> like You have to think, too, that they were probably running out of money at that point, too. Because this is... One of my favorite training montages ever. I had that down, too. I love this training montage. But the fighting in this movie is dog shit compared to the TV show. you got to give it up to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show, because the fight choreography in that is immaculate compared to this movie. But it didn't even really matter. It wasn't really about the fighting. No. How about the scene where she goes after the basketball player? Oh, yeah. You know, because he's like... He's just taunting. He's doing the creepy ba like vampire and playing basketball thing. Wow. Oh, my God. So this is, you know, there's clearly a fucking vampire playing basketball. And, <laughs> yeah. But everybody freaks out when a girl gets on the court. There's a girl on the court. There's a girl. There's a guy with fangs taunting and fucking with everybody. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Like, there's clearly something wrong with him. And everybody in the gym is like, there's a girl on the court. <laughs> Maybe he went to the same high school as Teen Wolf. And they were just used to it? Yeah. They were like, oh, we had Michael J. Fox here a few years back. It's fine. We get we get one every now and then. They go back to the hills after they graduate. It feels like genre-wise, those are the same camp. Hmm. Teen Wolf and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I yeah. feel like, actually, I had related them in my head somehow. Yeah. I mean... It might be the basketball thing. Yeah, just the basketball. That was so cool back in the day, though. Yeah, we all wanted to see that. You don't see it all that often. Sports just it's from the in heart. Everything it's from the heart. Ben Affleck. It's so fa it didn't even sound like him. So did you get all the the little early cameos? Early little. Did ones? you collect them all? Did I collect them all? Hold on, let's see. Who else did you notice other than Ben Affleck? I didn't write any down. Any oh, other. really? No. I wrote them down as I saw them. One of them, I had to go check to make sure I was right. And then one, I just read about, and I actually went back and looked for it. Okay. Who are they? End dance scene. Mm -hmm. Pike kicks a vampire in the face. Mm -hmm. Seth Green. Really? Who's also in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the series. Claims he was in it more and was cut out of it. Hold on. But you really only see the back of his head one second of his face in vampire makeup. I There is one. I didn't write it down because I didn't know his name and I didn't look it up. There's a guy. There, do you remember a movie called The Stoned Age? Yeah, I do. So the not the dude who looks kind of, uh, you know. <laughs> I was going to say like uh, I was going to pull a, a Pearl Jam card because that guy kind of. <laughs> He's got Eddie Vedder. He did, on him. But I have no idea what his name is. But he was in Down Periscope, too, actually. Oh, weird. Okay, okay, so no one I'm, you I'm knew their name. Up. 
you other than I didn't that. know his name, but the 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 goofier dude from the Stone Age was the one wearing the circle glasses. Did you notice that one? No, I didn't notice that so one. So I'm pretty sure the guy That's from a the, little obscure though. <laughs> yeah, because I, the guy from the Stone Age, I think he played the same type of character in every movie that he was in. I just remember the Stone Age because I thought it was one of the first movies where I was like, they're smoking weed. Or they're, you know, like. So slow. One of the slowest movies I've ever seen. Weren't there boobs in a hot tub, though, or something? Yeah, there was lots of. Uh, wasn't like the only song in the movie, Don't Fear the Reaper? The only. Because that's when he had the trip out. Right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, that guy. So sorry. So the waitress, when she meets Pike for the second time, practically, after they're oh, talking in the movie. When they're eating and she's before the hot dog? Ricky Lake. Get out of Looked here. It up and confirmed. Ricky Lake. I was Lake. like, holy fuck, is that Ricky Lake? So that's cool because that was close to Serial Mom. Yes, very close. So she did two horror movies. Possibly the same production company. Yeah. And then this one was the one I really had to check hmm. because I was like, no fucking way. His boss at the mechanic, at the, the garage, mm-hmm. that's Thomas fucking Jane. Shut up. I swear. He was in this? I was watching the Blu-ray on my PlayStation, and I was kind of hoping I could take screen grabs. That made me excited. I want to go check it when I get home. Go check it. it. It's him. Very young. And with a beard. But yeah, he's like clumsy. He falls out of his chair. But you can see it in the smile. That's what I saw. Mm Because I was like, oh my God, is that Tom Jane? Well, And And he's listed in the credits as Tom Jane's. Oh. So I think Thomas Jane is... A Screen Actors Guild name or something like that. A union name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I didn't. I'll have to. Who was? I didn't look it up. I won't ask you who it was. The basketball coach was somebody I felt like. God, what a terrible coach. Say it with me. I have a right to the ball. (laughs) But that guy was somebody. I just didn't do the deep dig. He was somebody too, but he was already older then. He did look recognizable, but I think that I recognized him from that time. I think the Thomas Jane is the best one. <laughs> That's why I saved it for last. That's even though awesome. that one is actually the one that comes earlier, I think. Fuck. Okay, I'll have to check it out. Because I really was keeping an eye out. And to be honest, I didn't even make a note of the Stone Age guy, but I did see him. I heard I like, that Seth Green was in this, so I was looking for him. And who kicked him? Which one was it? Luke Perry kicks him in the face. So Into he was a, a table. Was he a vampire? It's right before the end, the final Benny scene. Mm-hmm. The Benny scene when he's floating outside his window is one of my favorite <laughs> scenes in a movie ever. I love that scene. Oh, man. Get out of here. You're floating, man. Get away from me. <laughs> How fast do you think you got that gold vampire tooth made? I don't know, but I really like it. was cool to see them all so young. So young. So young. Luke Perry was a baby. David Arquette looked like a baby. Hillary Swank was like fresh out the box. Yeah, because this is pre next Karate Kid. That was yeah. that her. Or was that Jennifer Gardner? Fuck. No, that was her. Okay, that was Swank. All right, but that was like ninety four, ninety five. I want to say. Oh, okay. They could still age her down significantly. Then I hadn't noticed before. Pike has uh, dog tags on, and I didn't know if that was just nineties fashion or if he was supposed to be like a vet. Did you find out how old they were supposed to be? Were they supposed to be? No, no one even has last names. I wrote Buffy Summers in the description because, God damn it, her name is Buffy Summers. But they never say her last name in the movie. It's just on a mailbox or something. Or, no, it's not in there. It's not on anything? It's not in anything. There's not a wooden She's sign? She's not listed as Buffy Summers in the credits. She's Buffy. Wow. Almost nobody has a last name in it except for Stephen Root, Gary Murray, party guy. <laughs> Gary, he was at a Doobie Brothers concert. <laughs> then he started to freak out. Detention, 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 detention. Given detention slips to fucking dead vampires. Oh, and how about when he? uh I love how he bleacher bopped Hillary Swank at the end. She's like freaking out, like no, nah, no. Nah. He's just like bah, head smash into the bleachers. Oh yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> So random. I love in the credits. I'd like to thank everyone. Is your next Miss America? <laughs> Apparently, completely improvised. Paul Rubin, that whole death scene. Yes. What did he get in trouble? Did he get in trouble for whacking it in a theater? He was whacking it in a porn theater. Yeah. Uh, I think he also he, he got trouble for having child pornography on his computer in the same thing that took down. Principal Mooney, Rooney, Ferris Bueller, Principal yeah. Howard the Duck. They both had the same picture no on their computer that really? they got in trouble for. I don't know anything more about it than that. That's... I mean, he bounced back. So maybe by today's standards, not as 
Can somebody make a documentary on that? I want to know what happened. I do want to know what happened. I want to know what happened. Because I know they just, they got popped for the same thing at the same time for the same content. But that's all I know about it. I mean, I don't want to, I'm not laughing at child pornography at all. But what the fuck happened exactly then? I'm, that's I've never yeah, heard that part of it. They, they, I know they served time, but I don't think it was for... It might have been for beating off in a theater. I remember my dad being like he was touching himself in a theater, and I was like, can't do that? Well, I think that's... <laughs> even as a kid, I knew like the, about those theaters because they were in so many movies that we watched well, I mean, as like, kids. That was all Times Square was when we were kids, you know? Yeah, it was in every single... Yeah, I saw Taxi Driver when I was a kid. Like, I, I learned about it early. For sure. But... I mean, so did he just get in trouble because, I mean, he was peewee because he was well known you know, and a I don't celebrity? Know because I know that I, well, I don't know why I, that his name isn't coming to me. The redheaded guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off and he's the, the principal. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. The principal. He yeah. wasn't a redhead. He's a he's a redhead. Was he a ginger? I yeah. don't think he was a ginger. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll see. He was um, also. But I mean, he was in lots of stuff after that. I'm going to get out my monocle. Yeah. He's in <laughs> one of my all time favorite movies. Ravenous. What year was Ravenous? 97? I believe so. Wow. If I remember Ravenous that. Ravenous is a good, really funny movie. 99. Other things I noticed this time, Donald Sutherland, despite what they say, what Joss Whedon said about him rewriting his dialogue, or mm-hmm. I, I felt like he gave an immense emotional weight to the relationship with Buffy and that he thought she was special. And I thought that came out very good, especially his death scene where he's like, oh, it's, it, do it wrong. <laughs> he really delivered that. And uh, what's funny is he's in that featurette for one second, and the only thing he says is that he can't bring himself to tell anyone that he's in a movie called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But you got to give him, he gave it his all. He did a good job. You know that scene where he throws the knife at her in the locker room and she catches it? That was like the preview on HBO. Oh, One really? of the scenes in the preview. Yeah, yeah And I you can't... caught it. I feel like Alamo Drafthouse always shows that when they're going to show it in the theater again. They probably got the same reel that HBO used. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were like, you remember that? Yeah, let's get that one. Yeah, that's a good one. And then Rutger Hauer's lipstick mustache combo is fucking terrible. In the dream sequence, he doesn't have the white pasty makeup when he sits behind her and she has the red ribbon on her hair. That was a good scene, too. But before and after, every other time, he has the white pasty makeup to make him look extra pale. And then the red to make his lips look Mm-hmm, like- mm-hmm. But something, I swear... And that sequence he didn't have, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Something about that and that blonde mustache at the same time, I like was like, I can't look away. <laughs> oh my god, get out of my facial. Oh yeah, clap. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took a second, huh? Yeah, it did. Sorry. Sometimes there were so many one-liners in this that were so good. <laughs> <laughs> Admit it, Buffy. Aren't there times when you just feel less than fresh? (laughs) (laughs) Lothos, when he gets set on fire, when she's like, my keen fashion sense, and she sprays that cross, which, by the way, why'd he give her that cross if it didn't work? (laughs) Well, but Rodger (sighs) Howard's... He looks sexually aroused when his head catches on fire. Yeah, it's like an Herbal Essences commercial for like a male vampire in the early 90s. But uh, one of I the, think they're all young Republicans. Yeah, right as he's dying or right before. I haven't finished with you, bitch. Yeah, after she rejects him, he calls her bitch the rest of the movie. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think Lothos probably would have been part of the hashtag Me Too movement. He a little rapey? Just a little. She didn't seem to be running away. I think when I was a kid, I was like, oh, she's under his spell. But this time I was like, why is everyone just standing around? A one at a time vampire fight scene? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, ran out of money, huh? One at, you're, that's a good with the one at a time. <laughs> yeah, because that's like a Ninja Turtles fight. Is there anything more 90s than a slow dance to a Toad the Wet Sprockets song? <laughs> Fucking Little Heaven. And they're doing that 90s slow dance. No. Nothing is more 90s than that. Toad well, the- Possibly that fucking Divinals song that was in the end credits. You know, yeah, and I let it play because as goofy as it is, the workout montage song. Yeah. That was one that rang with me. Like, I feel like I really heard that from back in the day. Her keen fashion sense did uh, play a key part, though, because she had that hairspray on her, and you needed that in 1992. <sighs> I, th- I feel like that carries over into the show, too, because she doesn't have menstrual cramps when vampires come around in the TV show. I don't even know. Is that? But she does point out to Giles in the television series that she finds the vampire in a crowd of people because the way he's dressed is dated. But that's all it is. 
And I thought that was a really subtle way of doing the keen fashion sense callback. <laughs> I really liked that. Also, Pike would have been electrocuted had he pushed Benny into a box of electricity like that to kill him. Also, that's not how you kill a vampire. Also, the door was clearly closed, so it's not like he was hitting the breakers. He got it done. It's like the magic bullets from Iron Eagle. But I loved it. I loved watching this movie again. I should watch this more often. This is a very comforting movie. It was. Uh, I felt at home watching this movie. The goofy-ass music and the training montage. I would never... I never even listened to that song as a kid. Just, it was so... I was like, yeah, there it goes. For sure, this and... Heather's has influenced my taste because you know me I love this shit <laughs> I love teenage girl heroin I think this was girl power in the best way back then very tastefully done not uh, overt mm -hmm. other than apparently them being like there's a girl on the court she body slams that motherfucker for touching her butt which at the time everything in TV was people sexually harassing women you know and she fucking body slams the shit out of that guy. What was funny about that scene was the boyfriend's first response was like, what's been up with you? It's like, <laughs> or your friend just grabbed her ass. <laughs> Why? Does he say like, don't you ever touch my thang? Thang. <laughs> yeah. And then when that guy fucking hits on her when she's running by and she steals his fucking motorcycle. It's fucking <laughs> badass. And I was like, wait, is that the bike they leave on at the end? From a random warehouse district that has nothing to do with anything. How did you like the jump off and just let the bike ride away? I did like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, they ride off on the bike together. From a warehouse district. From a warehouse district. Were they supposed to be in California? They're in Los Angeles. I noticed that it was like Pasadena float something. I was looking for it for a little while. And then uh, Rucker Howard says the city of angels is our for the taking. And then at the end, the newscaster that interviews them during the credits mm -hmm. says, you know, whatever news, Los Angeles. Okay. So it's all there. And then in the show, she moves to Sunnydale from Los Angeles. Yeah. The only thing that I really saw was the float place with the parade floats said Pasadena something. Yeah. And I was like, that's it. But in the TV show, she's a sophomore in the movie. She's a senior. Senior. Well, you had to start in case you could get the, yeah, seasons. we're going to keep this fucking show going. We got to keep her in high school for a little while. Yeah, I mean, look, Saved by the Bell, they go to college and nobody cares anymore. I didn't. Nobody did. But actually, I thought Buffy got pretty good when she went to college. Did Buffy go to college from high school? Yeah. Like I said. A couple years, for sure. Charmed and Dawson's. That was my only WB, not CW. It could WB. even be said Buffy's college years sets up the organization that sacrifices teens to the Elder Gods in Cabin in the Woods. And then... When the Elder Gods destroy the Earth, everybody talks about it up in space as Earth that was. Holy in shit. Firefly. What'd you just do? I broke the world. I have a surprise for you next time, Frank. What's that? Next time, we're going to watch Jurassic Park Dominion. <laughs> because I already watched it this week. Oh, God. And I want to talk about it with you. And I know you've been looking forward to rewatching it. I want to talk about this movie. <laughs> there were a lot of things I noticed, and uh, I didn't write them down, so I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Also, Man. I don't remember shit from the movie before it, so I'm probably going to watch that one, too. Really? The second? I don't remember shit from Fallen Kingdom. I actually, while watching this, I was doubting I even saw it. And then I read a plot synopsis, and I was like, no, I think I did. Just don't fucking remember anything. Is it on HBO Max still currently? Fallen Kingdom? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll find it. If you can't find it, I think I have it on Blu-ray. Okay. Let me... I liked watching a movie on Blu-ray on my PlayStation. If you swipe on the touchpad back and forth, uh -huh. forward 15, backward 15, which was good for this movie because yeah. I was just like, wait, what? I have one, if not both of the newer ones on Blu-ray. I knew you did. I think this is a good choice. And let's take advantage of Peacock while... We're on it. Vengeance. Don't forget vengeance. I won't. I won't. I definitely won't. Pleasant surprise. So until next time, I'm Gary Murray, party <laughs> guy. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.